Hello, everybody. Welcome back, finally, at long last, to another 54 podcast. Um, it's only been like, what, seven months? Yeah. Since we were last here? I don't want to say... I think we, we've done this for the last three podcasts saying we're back. That needs to be stopped because we're not back. No, <laughs> we're not. Apparently, we've, we've, we've proved that we, we can't do that. So, um, But uh, we're going to do this as and when we've got cool stuff happening, I think, um, with the view to make it more regular eventually. Um, we just need to be more organized with this. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, the yeah, fact of the matter is we're unorganized. <laughs> so it's it, it's ridiculous how we've made a magazine, two magazines in fact, two um, yeah yeah with a third coming along quite nicely, um, but yeah so apologies aside we're we're really sorry but we're here now I've just seen how close you are to the mic I know it's so close because this chair is so low and if I sit further back <laughs> my voice echoes really badly. So um, we should invest in some better equipment as well, I think. But um, we've got a few things we want to talk about today. Um, a few cool things have happened since we've been away. Uh, we've put out a magazine. <laughs> uh, we've birthed another child into this this horrible planet. Um, wow, very uplifting. I know. That's not, that's not what people listen to us for. <laughs> they don't want to be uplifted. <laughs> um but yeah, we, we've put out another magazine, haven't we? We have. Um, do you want to tell people about it? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if you, well, yeah, whoever's listening probably follows our social media account, so you would have known that uh, Vane uh, are on the cover of um, the issue. We interviewed them back in, I want to say, February. It was a really long time ago. See, this is how... This is how... <laughs> not slow. Just matured. Like, they're really good ideas. We just... <laughs> is, that, is that how we're going to spin yeah. it? Saying, oh, we've matured. We've, we've matured. We've like matured as journalists. Cheese. It is a fine cheese, and this cheese is ours. Um, But yeah, carry on, mate. Uh, yeah, so we had Vane. Uh, you know, it's a really, really cool... Um, interview um i spoke with the guitarist jeremy and um yeah we were just having like a a proper good old convo of just talking a lot about hardcore um how uh, although being a hardcore band get called new metal um but i suppose with hardcore today that uh, the resemblance is very clear uh, especially like and you can kind of hear it in metalcore as well it's just all very genre splicey um but yeah that's that's where they are um they were saying how they almost deleted the album because they didn't like it which was weird it's, it's a really good album isn't it really uh good. so yeah uh they i mean they that's a ridiculous thing to want to do i know i think it's just um from what Jeremy was saying is when they recorded it, um, whoever they were with or whatever, it was just it sounded awful apparently and they were just gonna scrap the whole thing completely <laughs> Shit. until they re recorded it with closed casket. Um 
and uh, yeah, I kind of salvaged the album, and you know, it was one of my albums of the year. I think. I think. No. I think. It, I think it was in your special mentions list. Yeah. It was. It was in somewhere. I liked it. We talked about it. Mm. We talked about it a little bit. Um. But yeah, we've got some other cool stuff in there as well. Uh, we had a chat with Single Mothers, um, the Canadian punk. F- the uh, Canadian. Sorry, uh, <laughs> just, have you seen In Bruges? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, anytime I hear Canadian, it's like when um, who's is it? Colin, Colin Fer- Farrell? No, not yeah, Colin. yeah, Colin Farrell's in that movie. Yeah, it's. Like, and he gets stopped on the train. And he's <laughs> like, you hit the Canadian. And he takes the video. He's like, I hit the Canadian. <laughs> but yeah, sorry, go on. Single mothers there uh, will now forever make me think of in Bruges, which is great. So I'm not that mad about it. Um, but yeah, we spoke to single mothers. Um, they were fantastic. They're amazing people. Um, the way that their band functions is unlike any other band um they're so individual and to have as many musicians working on that project to to get continually fantastic music is something really really special um so yeah I, we we spoke to them we spoke to uh we spoke to a band called Goldbloom, um who are a smaller band from uh from cambridge um they are one of the most, for my money, one of the most interesting bands knocking around at the moment, um, really, uh, invokes, um, feelings like listening to bands like Ruben or McCluskey or uh, you name any Brit rock band from the early noughties, um, Ruben kind of touch it. There's progressive elements. Um, they're just a fantastic band. Um, a three piece as well, which is obviously cool. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> three pieces of cool, um, power trios. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, we did some other cool stuff too. Like you chatted with Ithaca. Yeah, that was, um, that was really cool. It, again, all these interviews took place ages ago. I think this was back in April. April, yeah. April, uh, played in Southampton at Suburbia. Um, yeah, it was yeah really really uh, cool, funny, um, insightful interview. Um, I mean, just the fact that kicking off um, the interview, um, we were just chatting about how they had thanked the wrong town for the show <laughs> the night before, and that was um, yeah, it was kind of it was funny in that sense that um, they didn't take themselves quite uh, so seriously. Um, which is always kind of nice where, you know, you, you sometimes you meet kind of bands who think they that take themselves way too seriously and they kind of don't really have a laugh. But it is, it is nice with Ithaca because they do have a, a very important message, mm. um, that they, that they bring across in their music and it's nice to... <sighs> It, it's nice to see that there there is a a kind they're of not miserable yeah absolutely <laughs> they're fun people they love being in that band um and yeah they're fantastic um and the interview that they they did for us was, was amazing as well so it was cool um yeah and then um we spoke to uh, a 
London band called Mummy. Um, just some of the soundest blokes I've ever met, really. <laughs> um, it turned from an interview to a piss up, really. I mean, the moment <laughs> I got there, it was just like, oh, do you want kind of red stripe from our ride? I'm like, yeah, sure, <laughs> go on. Um, yeah, just like, uh, you know, just chatted all night, whatever. Um, you know, got some just funny things. Just It was just more of us having a laugh than anything, really. But again, it was... It also spoke about things about, uh, you know, getting people to go to shows, um, you know, how everything, uh, I'd say maybe in the UK more or less gets branded as a, uh, as punk, uh, when it's not, <laughs> um, <laughs> because no one knows what the genre is anymore, <laughs> um, you're not wrong, but yeah, it was just very funny, uh, some good little, uh, some good little stories in there. Um, so yeah, that one that one's definitely worth a read. That kicks off the magazine. Um, and then we got um, skate feature. Can I them. just say this is the best feature that's ever been in our magazine? And we didn't even write yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Annabelle Liddle. It's not Liddle. Lidl. Liddle. I don't want to say Liddell. 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 Yeah. Uh, let's go with Liddell. I don't know. We could have got that very wrong. I didn't want to call it Annabelle Little. Oh, uh, Little's good though. Yeah. I don't well, know how you. students take... were on a budget. Yeah. Anyways, we're harping <laughs> on the name too much. But um, yeah, she is cool as fuck, pretty much. There's no other way to put it. Um, uh, lead vocalist for a band called Miss June, who um, put out their album uh, over the summer. Very, very cool, very fun album. Um, in the feature, she talks about wanting to skate and then doing it. It's absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't want to give too much away in terms of um, where she learned or what she does kind of thing. But um, she was saying that one of her kind of um, inspirations behind it was, um, was it Ian, Mac Ian, Ian McKay, yeah, um, which I absolutely lapped up i don't want to say much more but i i'm a huge fan of bands like fugazi and minor threat so um it was cool to have someone who knows about that kind of thing as well um write something for this magazine it was it was fantastic yeah it was a really um really great feature and to be honest i'd want her to write something again but yeah. i don't know if she would just do that but yeah we shall see but, but we love yeah that. thank you so much as well um it was yeah it's great it's amazing <laughs> um so yeah we got a couple more cool bits that we wanted to talk about um we had a uh new song from milk teeth in our absence um remind me of the title <laughs> given up no. i it, i think it's called it? yeah it's called given up <laughs> we're gonna cut this bit no we're not yeah we are no we're not it's authentic it's not authentic it's it, terrible it, no, podcasting it, it doesn't matter uh anyone can make a podcast and this is perfect example of that shit yeah giving up yeah i should have wow just you should have just gone with it number one journalism um milk teeth for me um I think we've spoken about Milk Teeth before, obviously, but on the release of their 
their album Vile Child. Um, I was all over that band. I was like the biggest Milk Teeth fan in the world when that record came out. Same. I thought it was fantastic. And it still is fantastic. It holds up so well. Um, and then obviously band went through some quite tumultuous times. Just kept changing members. So many lineup changes. Um, with Becky now being the only member who was in the band when Vile Child came out. Um, they, ju- they, I just think they had a real tough time, and that's something that they've spoken about, and it's something that definitely, definitely comes through in these new songs. Um, Stained kind of speaks for itself. Stain. Um, that was a great song. I'm a negative stain, like. <laughs> Like a shit stain. <laughs> that's something you, you know, that's a horrible thing for them to be going through. And it sounds like they had a real tough time. And this song also sort of invokes that given up. I mean, in a band who have built a career uh, out of invoking the 90s, this is the most 90s song Milk Teeth have ever put out. Really? Oh, Did yeah. So? This is so 90s. The riffing, the guitar work, is amazing it's such a high standard um it in it, it invokes the feeling of like 1998 1999 kind of uh american rock music which i'm down with because that's something that i love um i'm hearing uh, <laughs> the notes i made uh go from very 90s to the most 90s song they've ever done to this is a foo fighters song mm. i hear the first Foo Fighters record, this is a cool, and the second one, um, Color and the Shape, all over this, big time. It's such got such big choruses, and the lead guitar work on it is so wiry, and it, it just re- it's nicely shaped though, and it really reminds me of that that kind of thing. Like obviously, like I throw Sunny Day Real Estate in there too. Um, I really liked this song. I thought it was good. Um, I would, if I was to go to a Milk Teeth show now, I would like that song to be in the set. To be honest, I thought it was really good. I really like the direction that I'm assuming M has been in the band the longest of the new members, um, and I really think M has taken them in a direction that's really good for the band. It's developed that '90s sound a little bit more, which I think is cool. To be honest, so. That's sort of my take on it. Um, I mean, for me, I think they're in between sounds. Um, I mean, if you compare uh, Given Up to Stained, um, you know, two singles released quite far apart from each other. Yeah, big big time. I uh, thought we were going to have uh, like a, at least an EP by now. Yeah, so that's why... Well, because uh, again, it's another lineup change, change in, within the midst of all of that. Because uh, I forget his name, but I know uh, I know um, Jack Kenny um, is the drummer now. Drummer uh, from Nervous, yeah, um, and countless other bands. He loves to drum in so <laughs> many bands. Um, but yeah, so it's. Uh, it's hard to say because they keep changing members through, you know, whatever reasons. Um, and then when you take away someone from a band, you take away an element of that band and therefore the the, the sound will change. It's 
whether they're still figuring out that sound or they've settled on it. But I don't, I don't know what's happening over there. I mean, it's good to see that they're doing stuff. Um, personally, I prefer Stained over Given Up. Um, but that's just because Stained was a bit more, a bit harsher. Um, had a bit more bite to it, which I liked from most of, you know, all the Vile Child songs, really. Oh, yeah. It's sort of like if, like, making that 90s comparison again with, with like, what you just said, it's sort of like... Stain being the you know like the traditional sort of hard like hardcore post hardcore mm. say like stained is your stain is your glass jaw and uh given up is your foo fighters sunny day real estate i think that's the kind of the comparison i can make between the two um yeah sorry carry on man um i forgot what i was gonna say sorry <laughs> How rude <laughs> apologize that's my fault i'm so sorry i think i got all the good stuff out there anyways <laughs> <laughs> it can't have been that important because I don't remember it. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I, I liked it. I, th- I think it's quite admirable to have... Obviously, the, the the members of these bands are exceptional musicians. They've proved that. But I think that um, to have put two songs that are even as good like as good as these two songs are out with what they've been through i think is a real accolade to them um and i, I hope they carry on with this being the stable lineup because i think it could be really cool i think it's just been so difficult that uh, when Vilechild came out they kind of hit the ground running really uh, it was an you know, incredible album with um a couple of good EPs behind that. And then to have so many lineup changes almost kind of derails the progress of the band. I, I'm, I'm sure it does. And yeah. So it's probably been very frustrating. So hope fingers crossed this lineup stays and we can see, a, we'll see what the future holds for Milty because it's been very uncertain with so many changes various EPs that just sound very different to one another, singles sounding very different from one another. So it's just, it's been quite kind of hard to keep track of everything that's happened. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, But we absolutely wish them the very best. Um, They should just change their band name to nervous milk. I was Yeah. I was going to say like in, in like 15 years, or are you going to have like a McBusted reunion? <laughs> 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 Playing all the hits from Nervous and Milk Tea. <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> um, so we've got a couple of other things we want to talk about. Um, we earlier, I hadn't heard about this, um, but you, when I saw you earlier today, you um, showed me a poster. Mm. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, so um, I think it was posted three or four days ago, um, and it's just, um, from what I can gather, looks it's very heavily hinting towards as being a tour poster with um, a small Union Jack uh, in the far distance of it, um, implying... Uh, a run of UK date shows with um, uh, Sum 41, Billy Talent and The Used. All um, their names are appearing on a on a matchbox. 
Um, <coughs> so, well, I mean, it's just going to have to be a tour, isn't it? There's just no way you can interpret that. Actually, oh, oh yeah, you talk. I want to see what um, people are saying on the on the internet. Well, when you brought that to me earlier, um, my first instinct is that was that this is a bit of a play to get into bigger venues. I think for these bands. Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm kind of just picking this out of thin air. But I I don't think some forty one in recent years have ever done a venue as big as like Brixton Academy. Hmm. I don't think seems like when they come over here, they do quite intimate shows. Like, I remember like a couple of years ago, seeing them at Norwich UEA places like that. So like just a thousand under a thousand. So bring in a bill as kind of stacked with the used and Billy talent. To me, that seems like a, a quite a, a big play to get into some bigger venues, maybe some small arenas. Um, so yeah, I, I, I mean, I think it's a cool, cool thing. It's a bit of a nostalgia tour where it absolutely is a nostalgia tour. Um, it's one of the better nostalgia tours. If you compare it to, Oh yeah. The, yeah. You know, the, is it the, the green day fallout boy? And Weezer. Weezer. Yeah. Yeah. Which one, which, which nostalgia tour is better? Well, um, although they're yet to definitely confirm, yeah. but yeah, just having a quick glance of the comment section, um, it's pretty like unanimous that everyone assumes this is a tour. So, you know, because everything I see on social media is correct, so I'm taking out a face <laughs> value. Um, I I think that for me, for my money, if I was to have to pick between those two tours, because you know that Weezer tour was like. A lot of money per ticket. I love how you call it the Weezer tour. I, it's only because I, I like Weezer. It's <laughs> the only band on the bill that I really like anymore. Um, tickets for that were super expensive. And I mean, I mean, I imagine tickets for this will be relatively expensive, but cheaper. What, what do you reckon around the 40, 50 for mark? 50, 60 probably. Uh. Um, you know, so there is that factor you've got to weigh into it, but... I mean, I would personally rather go and see Sub Forty One because <laughs> I think they're a they'd be quite a good live band. Mm. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong; I would love to see Weezer play at the Olympic Park. That would be sick. Um, and but fuck me, I do I never want to see Fallout Boy, and I never ever want to see Green Day either. Um, I <laughs> I just think that that is a very strong bill and people who like one of those bands normally like all of those bands. Mm. Um, it's a shame that uh, Mike M didn't reunite. <laughs> cause what? Why, where did that even come from? They would have been like, if you'd have put that support bill underneath them, that would have been pretty cool. Um, but this, th- I, I think this is cool and I wouldn't be surprised if it was like Brixton Academy size venues. Mm. Um, well, we will see. But if they wanted to tour it in clubs, I mean, um, I'd be you, pretty <laughs> you couldn't get them in clubs, <laughs> could you? I'd be pretty stoked for that as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so that's kind of, that's how we felt about that. I think it's, I think it's a really cool tour package though. It's very 
Naughty's no, Naughty's nostalgia, but I mean that was our that was our our generation, baby. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. Cool. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about Tusker? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of something funny to say, but I just thought, oh, the pause would just be as awkward and funny. <laughs> um, yeah, I came across um, uh, this band called Tusker, um, you know, lurking on a on on a Facebook page of some kind. And um, to be honest, the artwork um, was the thing that pulled me in, really. It's very, like, kind of gothic uh, i haven't seen the artwork uh, can you show it to me please yeah it's like um you know don't go expecting you know crazy stuff but it's just like it's the kind of style that i'm really into so that's what kind of drew me in just like that kind of old, <laughs> oh, yeah uh <laughs> punk hardcore-esque but then you go to that their other um stuff where you've got like, look, oh yeah, yeah they're metal as fuck yeah but that's, that's <laughs> what i mean um so yeah, I decided to check out um, a song they just uh, released called Beneath. Um, it's from an upcoming EP um, that was recorded by, um, well, produced by um, Stephen Sears, or Steve Sears, wherever. <laughs> Stephen for the business. Um, Are you uh, you mates? Is that what you call him, Steve? Yeah, Big Steve. Big Steve. Um, actually, I don't even know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I decided to check it out. Uh, one song's only available at the moment because it comes out in November. Um, but yeah, what about her? Five minutes of just unpredictable <laughs> kind of stuff. It's like a medium pace, big pace. It's a slow pace. So what pace is this? I I I took in the space of five minutes. I've only listened to this song once. In the space of five minutes, I took quite a few notes. Um, it's so groovy. Mm. It's so groovy. Like, I was, like, it's so much Sepultura. So much Sepultura. Even to the point where, you know, in the middle before it comes back in, mm. it cuts down to that percussion break. And I yeah, was like, I fucking hell. Like, this sounds exactly like Roots era Sepultura. Um, towards the start of the song, there is, um, there, like, my only kind of criticism as it were uh, i weren't too big on the vocals mm. but then about 30 more seconds of the song played and then you said oh yeah they're a two-piece <laughs> and in my notes it says not big on vocals actually holy shit they're a two-piece big noise big groovy mm. <laughs> <laughs> um and that's the height of your music journey. <laughs> yeah, yes. right. Um, but there's so much in it. You there's can tell. Well, you, like, yeah. I love I love how busy it is. And to kind of comprehend like how how busy the song is just with two people, it's um you know, it's crazy, it's hectic, and it's everything that personally I love to hear. Um and knowing that they've just achieved that with two people, it's just like you know, you, you, I think you can tell that um, this might be completely wrong. And if any of the band somehow hears this, correct me. But it feels like they were they were big fans of metal in the 90s, like mid-90s and like early 2000s. My God, we are really going... I know, I know. Movies. We really are. We're going to go there again in a minute. Um, <laughs> but um, 
after that little percussion break, there's a riff that sounds like Iowa era Slipknot. Down to the drumming as well, because I'm assuming it's a drum, a drummer and a guitar player, mm-hmm. and a guitar player does vocals. Don't know. Oh, all the drummer might do vocals either. About them. I literally found out about them like two days ago. There's this this riff that cuts through like proper Mick Thompson, Iowa like left behind kind of riff Slipknot, and fuck me, man. That riff is as good, if not better, than anything on the new Slipknot album, and I like that album a lot. Jeez. It's Big words. fantastic, that riff. Wow. It I'm is brilliant. I'm glad you liked it. Um, yeah, I mean, it, again, if I had to give any criticism, I mean, I wasn't too big on the vocals. It felt like... From, I, I, I understand that it's a very deliberate thing to yeah, have those... Live yeah, well. yeah, exactly. But to have those vocals a little lower in the mix, like I, mm. I get that. I would love to hear some like fucking big vocals that just Callum that flexed as he said. I, that. Did, I did. I I proper flexed like big, like just. I would love to hear that and be able to actually hear that. And that's just a production thing. Mm. The song is fucking great. Like really, really, really good. Um. But yeah, hopefully we're going to do a little bit more with them um, sometime soon. So mm, yeah, knows. maybe. Um, so this sort of brings us to the thing I wanted to talk about most this week. Um, actually, it doesn't. Before we do that, um, a landmark thing happened in rock music this past week. Um mm. Jimmy Eat World have put out the best music video of all time. Dude, it's so good. I mean, I, I don't know why I enjoyed it so much. Is it from a kind of ironic standpoint? Is it a it's, thing of beauty? It's hilarious. <laughs> it's so funny. Now, <laughs> I, <laughs> we spoke earlier about, like, I was thinking, like, should we include a Jimmy World record this week? Because it, it's just come out. Um, so I went home, did a little listening to stuff, and the the music's dog no, shit. Said, Fuck that. The music's dog shit. Just going to watch this one music. <laughs> so, like, while I was doing a little bit of research, I, I watched this video. What What is the track called? Again? Uh, five, five, five. Five, yeah. <laughs> Even that shit. Um, but five hundred and fifty-five. <laughs> um, but uh, it's got an accompanying video which is batshit. It's just so strange. It's so. Uh, I think opening shot, uh, close up of his face, uh, white paint, uh, some kind of small dark circular spectacles that um. Was it, uh, dude? Dr. He's Eggman wears <laughs> Sonic. He's dressed as a cross between Andy Warhol and Gambit from the X Men TV series and from a the nineties. Like, you know, Edward Scissorhands. A bit Ed- and Rick from Rick and Morty. And I'm saying Doctor Eggman. Is yeah. that his name? Or is it <laughs> yeah. Doctor Chaos? Doctor Eggman. <laughs> Doctor Robotnik. I um, mean, those Chaos Emeralds. <laughs> um, just. What what is it like? Surely they haven't sat around in their fucking like practice space or their boardroom. I don't know how big Jimmy World are anymore, um, or 
and, and, and kind of looked around and someone had the idea of, right, Jim of Jimmy World, we're going to dress you up, paint your face white. He's in white face. <laughs> Give you fucking Andy Warhol wig and glasses and you're going to sing over this song. Um, how many of the band do you think were like, yeah, that's a great idea? I mean, that's that's what he looks like. I mean, that is truly something, isn't I it? I like it. I might dress as that as Halloween. Uh, oh. <laughs> 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 okay, obviously, uh, you can't see the image because, you know, our produ- production setup's trash. So um, <laughs> just um, just go have a look online. Just watch this. It is funny. It's funny. I enjoyed it. Now... This is what I kind of said to you, like, through the music video. I was like, it almost looks like he's holding back a smile that he knows how absurd this all is. Have you seen that scene from uh, Star Wars Episode 3 where Ewan McGregor turns to the camera and he's like, he's killing younglings and tries to not laugh? No. It's the same. It's the same (laughs) thing. (laughs) That made it to the final cut of the movie. It's just him laughing. (laughs) (laughs) And this is the same. Jim Adkins is dressed up in his get-up and he just looks like he wants to die. He's like, get me out of here. Uh, I, I, I'm going to wait until there's... Someone's got to interview them about that. That's strange. I, I, I really want to see what comes out if they do interview. If not, I'm going to get in contact personally saying I don't want to ask you anything about the music at all. <laughs> uh, what was your artistical direction for this music video? Because it's... Um, you know, it should be nominated for something. Oh, yeah, something. <laughs> what? Who knows? We'll make, <laughs> we'll make an award for it. But uh, yeah, go go check out that music video because I think it's the best one I've seen all year. <laughs> best one I've seen ever. Yeah. <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Ain't got shit on Jimmy Eat World. Wait, shit. <laughs> um... So yeah, uh, to continue the tradition of bashing bands that I used to love when I was a child, um, <laughs> Refuse put out a record this week. Um, it's called War Music, or as I like to call it, E-Boy, Edgelord, Beta Cuck, Angry Man Music 2019. <laughs> I think I've heard of him. <laughs> um, this follows uh, Freedom, which was their first record as a reunited band. Um, Freedom, it's fair to say, got very mixed reviews. Um, I thought it was really good. Um, it suffered in the sense that there was nothing as good as the first single on it. The first single they put out, uh, Electra, was amazing. Um, I think that song's fantastic. Um, but there was nothing quite as good as that on the record. They tried to modernise themselves in a way that was almost a continuation of The Shape of Punk to Come, but was ended up being something very different. Um, Now, I believe it's been four years since that record came out. They've kind of toured here and there. Um, They toured Freedom pretty hard. Um, But we now have war music. Um, To put it bluntly, I think war music is a very stripped-back version of what Refused are. Um, It's a definite stylistic change um, from things that they have done previously. Um, and, you know, fifth album, 
you know, sort of time for a change at that point. Um, but, ladies and gentlemen, I am here to tell you that this record is bad, unfortunately. This isn't a good album. Um, I imagine kind of in the wider, wider scheme of things, this album will probably receive pretty all right reviews. Um, purely for the fact that there's absolutely nothing dangerous on it at all. I think Refused are the a band that always took risks um, with their music. And unfortunately, that's just not something I see in that anymore. Um, despite that, I think the opening of this record is very good. Um, I think the first song, um, Rev 001, uh, Revolution yeah, number one. I heard that one. Um, I think that's quite a good song and I like what they've done with the female vocal on it. Uh, I think it's really cool and I think it's something different but works. Um, and then basically, it falls off a cliff, to be perfectly honest. Um, I find that with what they're doing um, now, it it just feels so much less powerful than it used to. And bands change, bands grow up. Like, we've dealt with that before. We have that a lot. No new news there. But this just feels very aged. Like, it just feels like a an, an older gentleman preaching about... It's like good things but it just feels like there's no substance it's just like how many i mean we've seen this story so many times you can uh, i mean go back yeah, go back to a band 15 years ago that was one of your favorites and then look at them today uh you know it's it's happened to all all of them i can't really pick a band out who have kind of kept that kind of um that oomph. <laughs> that's the best word I can No, and, but the thing with Refused is they went away at the right time. That was what made them feel so special. They released Shape of Punk to Come and saw the way Punk was going and then they went, right, fuck, see you later. And then coming back so long after they left, I think that I, I I personally think that freedom is good. I think it holds its own. I think it's an updated version of what they were doing, but this just feels so safe. So safe. I mean, what is what is your relationship with Refused? Because, like, for me, they are a... For me, like, for my money, they're, they're an, a really iconic band. They have, sh as their record says, they have shaped the way a lot of bands think about music um and they're like one of my favorite bands so like what is, what's your relationship with them because we haven't really talked about uh, them that much yeah i mean i've um i've always liked them i never really dove uh into their kind of um catalog catalog uh much you know not nothing not because i ever liked them it's just you know one of those bands you never well for me anyways i never really got round to investing a lot of time in but we were a little bit young 
I think. Yeah. Because Shape Punk Camp came out the year I was born. Well, I mean, I started recently. Um, been listening to one of their albums quite a lot, actually. Um, what is it? Well, um, this just might be the truth. The yeah 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 uh huh yeah I I really like that I really enjoy it's that. a lot simpler oh yeah that now that's you know that's but that if that's something you like yeah that's, that that's fine but that's just you know like kind of simple kind of hardcore kind of um <laughs> it's just like, yeah yeah, yeah I, for I, sure. I, really, I really enjoyed it um but yeah in terms of um my relationship with refused I wouldn't say there is one um except from that absolute belter that they have what's that you're talking about new noise aren't you Probably, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Belter. What I mean, like, for for so many people, like, Refused are the band. Mm. Like, Refused put out the uh, argument. Like, if someone came up to me and was like, yeah, The Shape of Punk to Come is my favourite album of all time, I'd be like, yeah, fair. Like, it's a... It's, it's close. It's, it's a 10 out of 10 album. And what frustrates me is how. Well, no, let me, let me just go back a little. Calm yourself. <laughs> I know. I I feel I viscerally upset about He's this shaking. album. I feel really really upset about it, because I love this band so much. Um, Callum's crying. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think lyrically this album is poor. I think it's so poor. Um, there's a song in particular that I wanted to read you some of the lyrics to. Um, Is this cyberbullying? Are we cyber? Are you cyberbullying? Well, I might be. I do not hold me accountable for any of this. But I just, I just want, I, I want you to hear this. Okay. Um, go. I'm damaged, and I've always known. Go. I'm damaged, and I'm not alone. Go, I'm damaged and I'm always known. I'm not alone. This prison will not be my home. <laughs> and also, I have violence coursing through my veins. I have war coursing through my veins. I have abuse coursing through my veins. I have deception coursing through my veins. Fucking hell, what hasn't he got in his veins? <laughs> right. You, please tell me there's blood in there. <laughs> I just... Something I never thought Refuse would do would be to make a big play for the mainstream. Um, and it, it it's a similar thing to the last Let Live record. Um, but there's a song on this one called I Want to Watch the World Burn. And um, yeah, it's trash. It's, it's, it's just... There's... It's so it feels so smooth. Something I always loved about Refuse, and I don't know if it's a production thing, because obviously the songs are incredible, but this just feels so much, so much more rounded than the earlier stuff did, and even to be honest, some of Freedom did. And you know there, there are a couple of good songs on here. Like I think Revolution Zero Zero One is good. I think Blood Red is quite good. Um, but you know, it just fell so flat for me and I'm so disappointed about it. Um, this album's 35 minutes long. It, it feels like an hour plus. 
There's no song over four minutes. And if I'm totally honest, I can't really even hum you a riff from it. It's so mid-paced and so forgettable. It, it, it's so disappointing for me. Um, You're going to be the reason this plan splits up again. I, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, I admire them for not being, you know, System of a Down or <laughs> you name another reunion band, really, and they're still putting out music. I think that is a good thing. But it is so far removed from what made me love the band in the first place. Like, the elements are still there. They're just not used as effectively anymore. There's still angular riffing. Dennis still screams. There is quite a lot of singing now. Bands get older, yada, yada, whatever. But, you know, it just fell a bit flat for me. Um, When I say a bit flat, quite a lot. But I think that there is still merit in the band. I would still go and watch them if they played. Um, it's just a bit. It's just a bit of a shame, um, really. Hey, yeah, that was War Music by Refused. Um, I I think I think you should listen to it and make up your own minds. Oh my god! Oh, for a sec, I was go- <laughs> I was gonna fucking hit you then. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> like, just been slaughtering his album. Just make like I think I think it's worth because a lot of places have reviewed it positively, and I don't know if it's because I am the who, type of refused. Who, who reviewed it positively? Um, sort of. You name it. Really? Um, yeah. Uh, hammer. Uh, I haven't seen a Hammer or a Roxanne one, but like Enemy gave it, like I think Enemy gave it four out of five. Mm. Um, like it, you know, it's just what I, I, it might just be that I am such a big Refused fan that my excitement was immeasurable and I am disappointed. Well, it's just one of those <laughs> things when you're, um, when you're a fan, but it's like, because normally fans are, very forgiving towards albums and I see it all the time and it infuriates me. Um, but at least, you know, um, you've approached it with a critical eye as all, uh, music should be. We, even if you are a fan and sometimes, you know, it's, it's, I'd say more fans would probably come up and say, Oh yeah, no, I liked it. But at least like, yeah. Can I, can I just say as well? Um, I think turn the cross is a good song. That if they're gonna put anything into the live set, it should be turned across because it's fucking heavy and it's quite good. Um, but yeah, it, a disappointing hit from Refused. Um, but you know, the guys are still pretty young. I mean, are they? Like, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, in the grand scheme of life. <laughs> <laughs> They're not like 80. I mean, Refused, for me, can still be relevant and they can still provide great music. Um, You've just got to look at a live set. I think surrounding this album, the big concept, I heard Dennis talk about it a couple of times. Um, They wanted it to sound like a live record because one of the biggest complaints about Freedom was the Refused live show was so white, hot, heavy, rage just 
coming all together and making refused um it freedom was very well produced for my money they used that production quite well a lot most people don't think so but i think on this one the big idea was to strip it back make it feel more like a live set but for me refused are at their best when they're experimental and they're trying new things um but you know the second the follow-up to a a a reformation album is always really tough so you know it is what it is but um yeah war music by refused okay i feel so sad well let's move on before I don't know. I, I have know. a good cry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've been to any gigs, mate? Uh, oh, yes. Not for a few weeks now, but yes. After spending a summer of not going to any gigs. Um, You're corporate, man. I know. I You're a suit. You, you know what? Being a suit's not bad. You can be cool. You're not punk, man. <laughs> never. Never was. <laughs> That's I just jawbreaker. Uh, uh, I just I just said I was. And people <laughs> believe it. You fools! You fell for the lies. Um, but yeah, no, I went and saw uh, Camp Cope um, at uh, Heartbreakers in Southampton uh, the, tw- the late September. So what, just about a month or so ago. Yeah. Um, I had a great old time. One of my own. Had a cry. <laughs> had a cry. You know, I think that's just what happens when you get you know mid 20s you just do things alone and you, you cry are not mid 20s you're 23 <laughs> uh, yes i'm uh i'm trapped in a 23 year old body um but yeah yeah um yeah no i had a lot of fun at that gig um again it was i think it was the only time i've been to a show on my own is it really the only time really yeah, yeah. And I fell it? out of fucking place. Dude. <laughs> I, nah, I should have gone to a different show for my first time. Like, don't get me wrong. I had a, I had a great time and seeing those songs, um, live. Like, you know, that that Camp Cope album. Um, I how uh, to socialize and how I, to make friends. I, I, I love that album. It's fantastic. Like, you it's know, incredible. I, I could happily say I listen to that album a it's couple inc- of times a month. It's incredible. Um, I love that album so much. That's one of the first albums I ever reviewed for print. And oh god, it was a corker. It's fantastic. Um, now it's um, during their performances. It's it's so interesting to see how engrossed they are within within the songs. It's a very emotional process throughout the whole set. Um, where uh, unfortunately I don't know the lead singer's name. Uh, Georgia. Georgia. Um, you know she's. Uh, at points visibly distressed um discussing uh issues surrounding uh you know women and the challenges they face and you know rightfully so getting very worked up about it and uh, as a as an audience member witnessing that it's you know it's again it's not one of those things you say you want to see because it's obviously distressing i didn't go to the show but that sounds real tough but it, yeah it is tough but it it's, sounds real it's, tough. it's good to see her passion like legitimized and not just um saying these things for the sake of it she very much believes these things and a very advocate behind all of these 
uh, all these movements and stuff. And, um, you know, like I say, it was very, it was a tough watch, but one that I suppose as, as a man it was good, is it it kind of necessary to see. Um, in a, I'm going to take this down like a rather, well, not a deep route, but in an age where on, especially on social media, where there's a clear divide between, um, you know, uh, political groups, uh, what people believe in, you know, people always attacking each other. Uh, and when people are hid behind a screen, it's always very easy to criticize one another. But when you see these people in person expressing their views so passionately, it's, you know, it does make you reevaluate other people's sides of things. Um, but yeah, man, very moving thing. Um, but I'll tell you what, as a, <laughs> as a as a man in the crowd, I definitely, if I would have said one thing, <laughs> I would have been <laughs> <laughs> lynched. <laughs> I um, oh, I wish I could have gone to that so bad. It was an incredible show. I wish I could have gone. I they are a band that I think are so on the verge of potentially being massive. Um, I think they have got. There is so much talent in that band. The songs are oh, amazing. The so yeah, the songwriting in the songs are so. Uh, I I I. They're so catchy. They're, they're I don't want to say they're simple because they're not simple. The songwriting is fantastic. They're, they're like, but the melodies are easily digestible. It's it's weird because you you are right. They're incredibly catchy, but the the message is not. It's not. Oh God, it's no, dark no, yeah. It, you know, there's a lot of raw emotion behind it all, and then to kind of mix it in with, you know, a great kind of hook that pulls you in. It's very, um, it's it's an interesting balance that probably a, a lot of bands could not be able to pull off. It really reminds me of the way that I feel when I like start first started listening to like Pixies. Mm. Like the songs are on the surface seem relatively simple and easily digestible but then when you dive in a little bit further there's some really really dark themes um which is true of both of those bands um but yeah it's it i i so wish i could have gone oh another gig i want to talk about I went and saw Black Flag the other week. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be good. <laughs> Dog shit. <laughs> shit. Don't know what was it. Well, the thing is with Black Flag, right? They've always been a band with mod, uh, you know, members constantly changing. So when I saw, you know, that tour was announced and obviously Henry Rollins not being in it, I thought, you know what, the whole... The I mean, Rollins, though, Rollins hasn't been in the band for like 25 years. I know, I know but... You know, it's just that kind of thing. It's like, oh, well, the songs are going to hold up, right? They've never really had the original lineup in that band for... Don't even know. But for the songs itself will hold up on their own. And it was the most mismatch of people I've ever seen on stage. I bet. You had, you know, fucking Metal Jared on bass with his long ass hair. Metal Jared. That's what I'm calling him. Uh, you know, throwing up, like... The devil horns and his finger, <laughs> just like head banging. I'm like, what the fuck? And then who's the actual old cunt in the band? Greg Ginn. Greg Ginn. 
camp. Yeah. His, his head was fucking rolling around. I, I, it was just weird. It it's was, cool that he still wants to carry on doing Black Flag, but f- dude, it's just it's a tribute band. They're a tribute band. It is a tribute band, and it was a uh, you know cash and check moment. I mean, the tickets were like twenty five odd pounds something. That's not punk at all. <laughs> you know, uh, t shirt. The t shirts are probably about the same price. I believe the tickets are twenty eight pounds. Twenty eight pounds. You know, um, just not even really acknowledging like acknowledging the crowd at all. It was just. Song, 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 song. There was no... I do kind of want that from a Black Flag show, though. See, I do, but, you know... Because the thing is with, you know, take a Black Flag, minor threat, it was... Yeah, it was... They were so vocal and had something to say, but it's just like, oh, no, we've we've said everything we needed to say, so we're just going to play the songs. While you were having a shit night, I was having a really good night. Um... I went to see a band called Superglue, uh, who are from Essex. Um, they are a a really, really fun... Uh, I guess they're a garage rock band. Um, they... I, I While I was growing up, I used to go and watch Superglue at a venue called The Hunter Club in Bury St. Edmunds. I used to see Superglue like once every month. Um, through from like ages sixteen to eighteen, um, but they went away for a couple of years, and um, the singer Ben was doing his other band Dingus Khan, but now Superglue are back, and uh, I caught them at Heartbreakers in Southampton on the recent UK tour uh, in support of the single that just came out, Forever Endeavor. Um, dude, they're such a good band, like they're such a great band. Um, a few of the members used to play in a band uh, together called Dingus Khan um, and th- it's just really fun poppy garage rock um, not normally something I would totally swing for the songwriting is done to such a high standard it is beautiful it is heartbreaking it is just so good and they're no perfect live as well Um it wasn't a massive turnout at the show, but that kind of was quite nice because the songs themselves are quite intimate and they're quite sweet. So it, it was really nice to stand in a room with not very many people, really low lighting in a really nice venue um, and see those songs being played. It was just weird to see them anywhere apart from rural Suffolk. <laughs> it was the same when Gaffer Tape Sandy played down here too, but um, it was a lot of, it was a lot of fun. Um, they're definitely a band to keep an eye on because they're doing bigger things and bigger things and quite a lot of people are excited about their return. So, um, yeah, ones to watch at a hundred percent super glue. Um, but yeah, I think that might just about wrap us up, you know, yeah, I'm just going to say what minute are we on? We are on 58 minutes and 56 seconds. Probably 40 minutes that would shit posted on refused. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think it was 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a but yeah, that's a good way to uh, round it all up. (coughs) Well, thanks very much for listening, Um, all of you that have listened. Um, Well, we want to do another podcast soon. We really do, and we're gonna get. I think we are gonna put a schedule in place. Yeah, big podcast schedule. Um, We want to. We want to be talking to you guys. uh, You guys that listen 
more regularly and we want to be able to get people involved and, and mean, talk about things. I don't care. <laughs> I just, you know, my voice is very important and yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> that's exactly the reason why you should listen to this vein, also. <laughs> the way you've just leant back and laughed made it sound really evil <laughs> in the headphones. There's so much reverb in this room. You sound like Skeletor or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, cool. Uh, we'll see you next time. Uh, please pick up a coffee. We oh. are available at uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Route 1 in Southampton. You do one. Let's uh, do one, one each. Resident Records, Brighton. The Key Club, Leeds. Uh, the LP Caf, Watford. Suburbia, Southampton. Uh, no, it's not. Oh, shit. Oops. Nah. Let's do that bit again. Um... That's all the places for the time being. <laughs> um, but no, it's just be, again, the places that we're stocking them, uh, I mean, it's great. They're going fast. However, because we do a one-time printing and don't print them again and print very limited. Limited edition. It's, you know, because we, we do want to get them to many places as possible, but, you know, people are picking them up very quickly because of that. So... We're going to have to look at some things to either restock um, or try and get them at other places. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, you, you can expect them in uh, Cambridge in the near future. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely get them back out in London. Um, and then it's just a matter of restocking. We, I mean, we had to restock today in Southampton. Uh, it's probably looking more than likely we're going to have to do the same in Leeds. Um, but yeah, <laughs> we're gonna have to um do something. Yeah, well, we're <laughs> g- I think issue three. This gonna have to be uh hopefully some more uh more more accessibility. We've got s- for everyone in for issue three. We're pretty hard working on issue three, and we've got some cool stuff planned. Um, so you'll hear about it sooner rather than later. Uh, we've got the cover; it's spectacular. You'll love it. So um. Yeah, see you soon. Bye. Bye.